football, it's coming back. Not the football we've all become accustomed to these last few months. You know, the fake crowd noise, the socially distant celebrations in the empty stadiums, but the football we love. The smell of burger vans, the euphoria of the stand erupting as that last-minute winner goes in and the celebratory drink in the pub afterwards. On this episode of the Football Ramble, myself and Pete Donaldson are here to chat about some of those things we can't wait to see return to football. That's all thanks to Jameson, who are bringing people together to share in the excitement of nights worth waiting for. Because the things we all love will return. We just might have to wait a little bit longer. Joining us on today's episode is a very special guest indeed. We're delighted to welcome journalist, comedian, host of The Last Leg and diehard Arsenal fan Alex Brooker to the show. Alex, welcome, my good man. Hello. Hello, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. We we appreciate it greatly. I'm so pleased that Alex is here because I get to drink a Jameson's ginger ale and lime in the studio (laughs) and no one's going to stop me. And this is all thanks to Alex. Thank you, mate. (laughs) We're we're, we're both enjoying our lovely old job. I feel like I've contributed already. I know. You've improved my life exponentially already, Alex. (laughs) And Jameson, of course. I've no doubt that some of the chat that will will, will come after this will, will show people that you indeed have been enjoying Jameson, uh, Pete Dalton. <laughs> uh, so, so there we are, gentlemen. Let's begin with uh, with with with, uh, with some of our favourite footballing uh, experience. Alex, what was your first memory of following Arsenal? I think for me, I remember the nineteen ninety three FA Cup final was on my birthday, ah. and um, my mum and dad had kind of had split up like a year before. So we were at my dad's on 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 the Saturday of the cup final, mm-hmm. and it was like it was nil nil. It was so boring. It was just <laughs> rubbish. And I just started getting into football at that point, and loads of my mates supported Arsenal. So we kind of we watched it uh, for that reason. But I remember just watching it and just thinking, this is. I mean, this just isn't that good. It was just such. <laughs> it was such a, a boring, a boring game. Which, was this the League Cup or the FA Cup final? The FA Cup final. So, okay, because both were against Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, they were. Yeah, mm. yeah. And it was, um, yeah, it was just boring. It was boring. That actually, <laughs> what did it? Did it finish? I remember we won. Andy Linegan scored a header, but I think that was a replay. That was a it replay. Went to a replay. Mm. Yeah, that's right. So it was, yeah, it... the first one was on my birthday, and it was. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the best uh, advertisement for football and for thinking to yourself, to to me, as a nine year old, to go, yeah, you should really invest a lot of time in this. This is going to pay <laughs> the rest off. Of your life. This is going to pay off big. Um, so yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. Do you know what though? I kind of look back on it with fondness because kind of after that, I I remember going home. But I remember like dobbing my dad into my mum and just going, yeah, like we watched the football and, uh, you know, it was rubbish and I wanted to turn it off and we had to sit and watch it. And um, I remember my mum like having a go at my dad saying, you know, this is how you spend your time with the kids and stuff like that. Oh, no. And I, now as an adult, when I look back on it, first of all, I think you little grass. <laughs> and also it's just like, it makes me ashamed as an Arsenal fan. Like I tell that to my Arsenal supporting friends. are like, you should be ashamed of that. <laughs> yeah. But from then on, I kind of, I really, really got into it, into football. And I think one of my most vivid early memories, when we won the Cup Winners' Cup the year after, mm. um, uh, when we beat Palmer, that was really vivid. And it was amazing because at that time, it was like, you know, Arsenal had won the FA Cup. Then we won the Cup Winners' Cup. And I'm kind of, you know, we weren't too bad in the league. Everyone knew that United were, were sadly uh, the best. So it was kind of, we did all right in the league. And then the season after, we were rubbish. But we got to the Cup Winners' Cup final again. And that was when um, Naeem done us from the halfway line. Mm. And I remember, like, I remember being absolutely bereft 
And I remember being so, so devastated about it. And I couldn't understand like this, like kind of the, the kind of the unfairness of it. How is this? How is it? How's that just happened? Like, you know, a few weeks earlier, Seaman had saved the penalty against Sampdoria and that had sent yeah. us through. And he was like, you know, it's kind of David Seaman was like properly separate. It's like, how has this happened? How's, how's this happened to David Seaman? How's this happened to us? How's this yeah. happened to me? And it was kind of the first <laughs> thing where like the kind of the first upset that I'd experienced in my life that it was kind of, it wasn't associated. It was kind of, I don't know, I felt like nothing will ever make this better. It's like, you know, when you're a kid, you watch films and it's kind of like, you know, you. I remember getting upset at Snow White, but it kind of all works out in the end and stuff like well, spoilers, that. Spoilers, Alex, spoilers. <laughs> you know, Bambi and stuff like that. You get upset about, about films. And um, this was the first time it would be something else. And I was like, I didn't really know what would happen. And that, that memory, that feeling always sticks with me because it's something when back then you couldn't understand it. Whereas mm. now as an Arsenal fan, that side of me that it's just kind of numb. It's changed to acceptance. That it's this calcified. Is it. <laughs> yeah. It's static. Arsenal are the current <laughs> FA Cup holders though, Alex. Not all bad. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, no, of course. But you've got to bear in mind, we're highly strong Arsenal fans. Right. So it's that you, you will know, everyone is well aware of that. It's like the idea that we've won the FA Cup uh, only six months ago would, would, does not kind of, you know, come into our psyche at the it's moment. It's not the trophy you want, is it? It's not the no. trophy. Whereas, <laughs> whereas not, Pete, it's, it's... Pete's a Newcastle fan and he thinks well, any trophy will do. I'll take the Intertoto. Yeah. We got Scott Parker held up a big plate at one point and that was me. That was me sorted for my entire football <laughs> following career. But I think Na- Naeem uh, loving Seaman. I mean, obviously we never saw Seaman be loved ever again yeah. in his career <laughs> or England's career, uh, but uh, which is very upsetting. But like, I think that Naeem goal... Is so is was so rare back then and is so rare now and and I think any Arsenal fan looking back should be aggrieved by that because it was a weird goal to concede it was such a weird one when they say it was like an absolute freak of a goal mm. like at the time I didn't really have an I'd have been watching enough football to kind of really realise that yeah so it was kind of afterwards the more football you watch the more you go you kept thinking for a while after oh someone will get lobbed from the halfway line today <laughs> more people should and do that I mean, you got to mind like the season the season after was when um. Was it when Beckham did it against Wimbledon, wasn't it? A couple yeah, of years yeah, later. Yeah. So that was, but that looked like it was skillful. With Naeem, mm. it looked like you know sometimes when people when the full time whistle goes mm. and someone just levers it <laughs> and they like yeah. go to lever the ball out. That's what it was like. But it just kind of went <laughs> up and then just came back down. It feels like those shots, like in basketball, you know, when the buzzer's yeah. about to go and they go like for a, a, a ridiculous three-pointer, and you think should that should that be a rule in football that if the whistle's about to go, you shoot. It, it still count. Like you have to wait yeah. for the ball to stop. Just have a go. What's, what could happen? So. Yeah, indeed. There's a moment in the film of Fever Pitched when they made the film when, I don't know if you've ever seen it, with Colin Firth's mm. in it. And um, there's a bit in that film where, as a boy, he walks out into Highbury for the first time. And they've got the scene of the steps going up and he looks around and he kind of takes like a deep breath. And he's like, wow, this is like amazing. Mm. Genuinely, that was how I felt the first time... I went to Highbury. I honestly mm. that that feeling will never I'll never ever forget like that feeling of kind of looking round mm. and just going this is it. The pitch is all pristine and stuff like that. And then you kind of get like 15 minutes in and everyone's shouting like everyone's having a go at someone and I just thought <laughs> like this like kind of idea of like 
this outdoor swearing that you can do is amazing. <laughs> you just get to come outdoors and swear really loudly. In any other time, you're not allowed to do that. You can't go into a park and shout at someone. But here, you're, it's literally, it's like, yeah, do you know what? Go nuts. Just, if anything, if you're keeping quiet, people think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. So yeah. it was kind of, I enjoyed that kind of as a teenager. It was kind of like, oh, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, it's like the famous Speaker's Corner in Hyde Park. In London, where you can sort of yeah. go and you have debates and so on, football stadiums, there they can be that element of of, of, of stuff that, 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 you know, obviously we want, that, that's a, in, a, in a positive life, so it could be negative, but you're talking about in a more sort of humorous uh, sort of yeah. kind of tone. My, my um, first Arsenal game was actually, it was one of the ones where, you remember we went to the Champions League, uh, uh, we went to Wembley for a bit. Play Champions League. Oh um, yeah, Harvey wasn't b- big enough. Yeah. So yeah. actually, my first Arsenal game I went to was at Wembley, and we were up in the gods, and we were playing um, AIK Stockholm, and we were up in the gods, and I'd forgotten my glasses. So my mate's mum lent me her glasses, and like that's obviously like I was like, oh thanks, assuming that they're going to work, but that's not how prescriptions work. <laughs> not everyone has the same one. So she gave me these glasses, which were. 100% made things worse but I didn't feel like I could take them off because so we both spent the game not being able to see and I had these ridiculous massive glasses on my face at the top of Deirdre Barlow's so yeah. Yeah, they were massive and I couldn't see like a single thing and I, I had to sit there the whole game at the top of Wembley with these ridiculous glasses on Sounds dizzying. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Alex, could you talk us uh, through the story of you personalising your Champions 04 Arsenal shirt? Uh, yeah, so kind of this is back in the day when Arsenal fans were a lot cockier. Um, I was at Liverpool uh, John Moore's University. And I don't know if you remember the 0304 season, but it was Arsenal. On, it got to a Sunday and it was basically if Chelsea don't beat Newcastle at St. James's Park, then Arsenal could win the league at White Hart Lane with mm. either a win or, or a draw. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think it. Actually, I think I think Shearer scored in the early kickoff, didn't he? And I think it was. I think Newcastle beat Chelsea, so all we needed was a draw. They mm. even. I'm sure they did. And um, but that morning before those two games, I realised we could be champions that day. So I went into um, I went into like this like JD Sports in Liverpool, and I was like, said to the geezer, oh, "Do you mind if I get?" Uh, Champions 04 printed on the back of this and this scouse bloke was just like you what? And I was like yeah no I want Champions 04 and he went you're getting ahead of yourself there lad aren't you? And I was like well no I can, we, can, we can win it today and then he got his mate over and he was like have you seen this? This geezer wants like Champions 04 put on the back of his shirt and this other one was just like we haven't even won it yet and I was like yeah but we can win it today I just explained the, the maths of this of what could happen today to about three different like geezers in JD Sport and eventually one of them yeah well we'll take your money and it was almost like they were going well we'll take your money but it'll never happen Yeah. and it was just but it, like literally so I got like Champions 04 on the back of my shirt and I had to have it zipped up because they, they'd got in my head and I started to like think it might not happen. <laughs> got in your head. So I remember being at, <laughs> I remember being in our students' union watching it, and uh, yeah, obviously um, Ch- uh, Newcastle done us favour, and we were two 0 up yeah. against Tottenham within about like ten minutes. So we were definitely going to be champions. Whip this hoodie <laughs> off, started like swinging it around. I remember this like Tottenham fan who was like sat behind us like throwing a drink <laughs> but it was um, yeah it was brilliant and I, like, I, I left it on for about like two days afterwards I remember in the morning 
I was doing the breakfast show for the student radio at the time and I just didn't go to bed. I just came in in a Champions 04 shirt and it absolutely, um, yeah, it reads. Do you remember that? That's the last time I had, an Ars- I had anything on an Arsenal shirt. Never had a oh, name really? or anything on one since. Nope. I've never, I don't all. have stuff on, on the back of football shirts. Pete, I've, you, I'll be honest with you. I, now I look back, even though we were good and we were champions, when I kind of, you know, I saw some somebody with like cup winners 17 or <clears> cup winners like, you know, 15 on the back of their shirt and it was just like, oh God, you dick. And then I thought, <laughs> that was me. That was yeah. me. Do you know what I mean? And I did, you know, you do feel like, oh no. Or it would be like it's, number one. And then it's like Arsene Wenger on the top of it, and you just go. (laughs) There's a guy. There's a guy who looks a little bit like me. To be honest, looks a lot like me. And I get this picture sent to me about every couple of days. Newcastle fan sat at the bar with Milf Hunter written on the back. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. And it really looks like me. That's the worst thing. Yeah. You've got Pete for Sir Les on the back of your. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that what you've got? Uh, well, <laughs> gentlemen, obviously the, the current climate we've got, um, you know, the pandemic's uh, still here, sadly. Um, but, you know, fans are, uh, there's a couple of thousand fans in, in stadiums around the country, of course, we, we, we've seen that now. But what are the things that you can't wait to see return to football? The fans is a big one. You know, Jurgen Klopp was saying the other the other day, whenever it was, Liverpool beating Wolves 4-0. So it was a perfect evening. He absolutely loved having those fans back. So... Is that something I'm guessing that Alex, that you're relishing, is when we can return to football stadiums? A hundred percent. You know, I think you know it was lovely for for Arsenal fans to, to be back it uh, against Rapid Vienna, and it was a really nice atmosphere. You could see it on. You know, it was only two thousand tickets. Sadly, I wasn't able to get one. But actually, the reason why I wasn't allowed to get one is because I live in Huddersfield and it's tier three. Oh, so no. you're not allowed. Even though I work in London, they're not the rules. And I actually like, yeah, I stay in a flat right next to the Emirates as well. So I just had to watch all the other people <laughs> going in. Oh, no. But it was it was like, but I'm looking forward to 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 going to going back. It was a really nice atmosphere by the looks of it. But I kind of I know it sounds awful, but I am quite looking forward to. I want the, the players to hear it once again, remind themselves of what, you know, kind of 60 odd thousand people annoyed at them sounds like. Because I think <laughs> at the moment, like, as you said, they are, uh, they did win the FA Cup and that was lovely. But there are two, like, at the moment, they've kind of got away with it. You're allowed to be rubbish at the mm. moment and you kind of just trudge off and there's a bit of silence. Like, it's not. Granite Jacker like needs his treatment, doesn't he? Yeah, but you know saying. what? There is part of me that just goes, you know, it's like, Bellerin has made five foul throws. And that's just like, that is that is someone who, yeah. do, I genuinely believe if there were fans back in the ground, it's on us as fans for one of us just to go to him as he's about to take it. Don't foul throw it, Hector. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you get in his head, but at the moment he's just kind of did his own thing. So I'm, I am, I'm looking forward to the Arsenal groan, mm-hmm. the, when there's a misplaced passer, ah, yeah. and it's kind of, it kind of <laughs> echoes around, um, the Emirates, so that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that, and just in general, you know, I am just looking forward to, you know, kind of whether you're successful or not. You know, what we love about it is it's kind of it's ours. That's our things. You know, the you know, it's like the Emirates. Everyone goes, well, it's not that, it's not the loudest in 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 the country. And do you know what? At times it's not, and at times it will do your head in. You'll get a geezer with an iPad next to you. But <laughs> even even those weird people, I miss. You know, I miss the people. I miss the, my mates there. I'm, I just miss being on the concourse as well before games and 
even do you know what the other thing fellas is just away games as well you mm. know i love going to arsenal but i love the away trips i really do and you know you kind of get it obviously i'm up in huddersfield leeds have come back in the premier league mm. uh, this season so we were kind of saying you know a little while ago when we played leeds away god that would have been a good one to do mm. and i think it's like kind of those those trips you know old trafford newcastle always a good one newcastle Apart from the stairs up to the away end, um, right. yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty. They're the, I think they're the only club that are, are still allowed to put their away fans away from the pitch, like high up on the pitch. And they keep on saying it's because because of the police or something. The police have said it's fine, or they don't have enough people to look after the uh, to, to look after the, the the fans. But it's in direct contravention of every Premier League directive. It's amazing it's Newcastle because what I love is especially some of them when it's like when it's a Sunday kickoff, so everyone's gone up on the Saturday gone out the night before so not only are you doing that walk which is like a lot of stairs but also you're doing mm. it hung over and it's yeah. like for me as someone with a prosthetic leg there's always like the lifts there but it's when mm. you realise where you stand in the hierarchy of disabled people because there's always so many like, people in a wheelchair and it's like I'm not oh I'll take the stairs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it lets me know where back where I am in the scheme of things <laughs> <laughs> Pete you love an no, away trip with the Newcastle fans although for you it's more of a home trip you go to all the Arsenal, the, the London games don't you yeah, I try and get to all the London games. I once saw, um, I think, uh, Papi Cissé score that wonder goal against Chelsea. But unfortunately, I was ensconced uh, in the in the home end, so I couldn't actually celebrate. It was Ooh. such an unbelievable goal. Even Didier Drogba got to celebrate. He thought it was amazing in front of Alan Pardew. And I was just like, I can't celebrate. I've got to sit on my hands. I missed the Chelsea flamethrowers before the game. You know when they have those flamethrowers that, that, ah, that, that, uh, it's not that a game. come out? That's that... That's a mod. Yeah, no, that's Chelsea Flames. It does sound like a firm, doesn't it, Marcus? But yeah, I miss the heat of the Chelsea Flames that you get on a, in yeah, a night yeah, match. Yeah. But uh, I just like the yeah the, the ceremony, the walking to the to, to this to the to the stadium. Um, I enjoy. I've enjoyed like actually like I enjoy the Villa Villa away as well. I can get a bit spicy and a bit scary. So yeah, it's uh, yeah I do, I do enjoy Newcastle away because you just you, yeah. yeah. As a season ticket as like because I only became a season ticket holder at Arsenal. Uh, a couple of well, a few years ago now I always envied the people there were always people who kind of get in their seat and they knew the people around them mm. and mm. I always found that quite an odd thing that literally like kind of you know they'd all be like chatting because you, you know when you just buy a ticket you're not, never in the same place you never really get to know people apart from the people that you go with whereas mm. now because I've been in the same area for a while you get to know like all these people and the only interaction you ever have with them is at football, mm. and I kind yeah. of miss. I miss the nod of acknowledgement with like a bloke a couple of rows down. You're just going, yeah, you know, all right. you know, just that. <laughs> you don't. It's just a nod of acknowledgement. Yeah, we're back here again, aren't we? Yeah, and that's you it. No and idea. you don't do anything else. Yeah. You have no idea what these people do. You don't know anything about them. You have that one no. thing in, in common with supporting Arsenal. In your case, do you ever make things up? Like, do you, have you ever? <laughs> Sometimes I kind of like to imagine. There's like, I've got to feel there's a there's a bloke who like I think he always goes with his missus, but he always hugs the woman like in the row in front. And oh, I, was, no. I wonder if they're like, is something if he can a <laughs> If it's yeah. Well. Um, if you if you could pick one match in in particular, a particular ground between particular teams to have as your first sort of post pandemic football experience with the, with the stadium full, all these people, the man hugging the woman, the whole lot, Alex, what what, what would it be? Oh, if I could pick any ground, I'd turn Highbury back into the ground <laughs> it was and <laughs> have that have that back and just have that atmosphere. But I think for me, obviously at the moment, I. No, I want to be back 
at the Emirates. Um, it, it's ours, and you know, North London derby. There's nothing like it for you know for atmosphere really. And uh-huh. I, I think I, you know. Even after given the how, recent loss? No, yeah. Even, I mean, <laughs> sure the, you want that again? <laughs> given the current gulf between the two teams, I can't imagine it would be um, an enjoyable experience, all of it. But for the first couple of minutes, you'd hope that it would be like yeah. amazing. And, and that that atmosphere before, the big the big games at Arsenal, you know, when we play United at home, Liverpool as well. And like away games, if you know, I think definitely, certainly a home, home North London derby for me. Or, you know, I always love going to Anfield. And as an away fan, again, no, not a very enjoyable experience no. results-wise. <laughs> but it was like you know, I I love Anfield, and you know, having been a student at Liverpool, so it's kind of Arsenal away at Liverpool or home to Spurs would be my favourite. Yeah, Pete, yeah. away end at Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to get back at St James's Park. It's such a unique city. Like in many ways, a little bit like uh, the Emirates in that it's like right in the middle mm. um, of, of of the town and stuff, and and you just walk up that hill from from uh, the, the train station, have a drink before, and then and then and then get in there, and then afterwards, you're in your castle on a Saturday night, which is just mm. insanely good, good, <laughs> good crack, has to be said. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Back. Well, if, if if I can look forward to the summer. Um, European Championships, of course. You see, my, my choice would be England v Scotland at Wembley for the for the European Championships. Mm. Um, when the Championships do come around, people, you know, obviously this is slightly different because there are games happening in England, whereas normally with tournaments they're in more sort of faraway places. Do you prefer to watch matches in the pub or or a mate's house or have people round, Alex? What's your what's your weapon of choice do you know what for a long time like certainly when I was a student that's you know I didn't even have Sky so it'd be I watched so many games mm. in, in the pub and it was mm. it was brilliant I think now I kind of I do like to surround myself by like-minded people you know <laughs> the problem with going to the pub is it could it could get like a little bit it could get a little bit leery and stuff like yeah. that like there's times mm. when I've gone you know I've been to the pub to watch like Arsenal in London and there's like it's full of United in there and that's not just playing to that stereotype but there were a lot of United in there <laughs> and it wasn't wasn't as pleasant oh you know I've watched Arsenal at you know in Leeds as well and that's always a bit iffy and uh, yourself as a southerner so it's um yeah I do I like to have I like to have mates around I like to have mates around so that 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 would be yeah probably my preference but it is also good in a pub I remember Champions League final when Chelsea lost to United mm-hmm. like I didn't even have a vested interest in it but I just decided that I was going to despise Chelsea for that game and me and my mate were just really cheering when United won, I remember this guy, this Chelsea fan, like crying in the toilet afterwards. And I remember <laughs> really enjoyed it. That's pathetic, <laughs> isn't it? That's absolutely perfect. Because I've been that I've been that fan who's like, you know, when we lost to to Barcelona in two thousand six, I cried for about two days solid. So but yeah, I did it's, enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoy it's a little more, wind up, I think. It, it, it's more when like uh, lads lads or lasses will sort of get up after the match, like, you know, the whistle goes and they'll sort of get up like that and go, job done. Yeah. Job done. Yeah, so you didn't yeah, do yeah. anything. Yeah. You sat there and drank. <laughs> also, you ate half a pizza. It's. I mean, I certainly the one thing I wouldn't do is like, there's a couple of times early on in relationships where 
I've tried to take them to the pub to watch, and there's nothing oh, sadder wow. than when you see a bloke <laughs> in a pub who's clearly dragged his other half out with him, and he's giving it the large end, and she is she just looks like she could not want to be anywhere else, <laughs> and there's there's always something that's quite bleak about it, but also mm. fascinating. It's like like Blue Planet fascinating. You just want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you, know? yeah. <laughs> you just want to go. Well, yeah, let's just see what happens here. Yeah, there's, just, I, there, there's there's nothing attractive or sexy about absolute mania, is there? <laughs> about <laughs> losing your mind. <laughs> See, I quite like I quite like the pub still, but but I know what you mean, Alex. You could, if you if you know a good pub and you think there's a nice level of uh, raucousness, if you like, yeah. but it doesn't get. To, it sounds awfully sort of middle classes, doesn't it? But I mean, <laughs> and, you know, so I, I don't mind a bit of fun. But let's just keep a lid on it ultimately. Well, but, but I World Cup 2018 watched a couple of games in 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 a particular place in Southwest London, and it was it was perfect. It was that right level of of really um, boisterous kind of mm. uh, a, a jubilant kind of scenes kind of thing without it being too you know like this is actually getting in the way of, of me enjoying England winning a quarter final at a World Cup oh, England it, games in the pub are wonderful England yeah. games uh, yeah that's you know club it's not so good but England games are brilliant well because you have the scored that free kick against Croatia oh, oh my mm. goodness it's one of it goes up there with, it, it just went straight in as like one of the all time great moments of my life yeah. And that was just, you know, it was just the euphoria, the sheer mm-hmm. euphoria. What is that togetherness? Yeah. When everyone's, everyone's, you know, pulling the sort of same direction. I mean, when we won that quarterfinal, everyone piled out the pub and it's, it's, it's right by uh, one of the, the bridges over the Thames. Everyone's just piled out. And eventually the police had to turn up, but not in a, because it was kicking off. It was just people were, were, were dancing in the streets. <laughs> the cars couldn't get past. And then you get some drivers who want to join in and start beeping the horn. The whole thing just goes off, you know. But that, so you don't, you don't get that if you have mates around your house. But at the same time, Pete, you don't get soaked in beer when England score. You know, no, in, I, in I've started house. watching, last time I watched uh, England, um, I was watching it in the bath. And I've started doing this quite a lot. I prop the laptop or the or yeah. the iPad up on 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 the on the um, the toilet. You get everybody and, uh, around. And I'm just, well, that's what I was thinking. I'm just thinking the perfect thing would be just four or five tin baths, Jameson ginger ale in the mm-hmm. bath. Three or four of my friends just sat in separate baths on a on a big on a big laptop like kind of projector on the yeah. side of the garage. Lovely old job. I'd love that. <laughs> perfect. What kind of life do you lead? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's it. I think so. Yeah, it's a lot of like for me because it's like cup final this year when I had people in the garden. As were the rules then, um, I had people in the garden. It's like with the telly and stuff like that. The problem with like outdoor tellies as well. I've had that a couple of times. I remember like when I was a student putting a TV outside to try and watch games to try and get the same atmosphere as if being in a pub beer garden. It's not made for it, mate. They're just no. they're not. You know the <laughs> sun's on them. Everyone's going. You can't can't see it, mate. The sun's on. And then like this year, the internet signal kept coming cutting out, so the stream was going. And everyone's uh-huh. like, can't see, can't see it, and it's Awful. just. Yeah, it's a stress inside the house. Much better. <laughs> well, I watched. I once watched a, a football match in a cinema, which I know sometimes that that can happen. I think up in mm. Newcastle, Pete, they might have done that for England games as well. Certainly, there's, there's a few places. Mm. But I watched. I was in Ghana doing uh, some stuff for the Africa Cup of Nations in 2008, and Ghana played. Uh, I think it was Tunisia in the first round, and we went to this cinema in Accra, in the capital. 
and it's packed full of people watching football in the cinema, the lights out and all the rest of it. It is very conducive to watch a match. <laughs> it's perfect. Like, it's, massive screen, you get everybody there. And, and the funny thing was, when Ghana scored the first goal, they won 2-0, My a couple of guys I was with, we thought... Let's get up on the stage and have a little have a little dance on the stage, you know, because I'd never ran up on the stage in the cinema, obviously. Because firstly, why would you do that? Yeah, why <laughs> would you do that? Yeah, oh, the sequel's <laughs> brilliant, you know, and uh, and also you're gonna get chucked out. So so we did that, and we thought that was you know mischievous fun. And a couple of the other guys who we were said, oh, it's quite funny just seeing your silhouettes dancing around. And then when, go- <laughs> when the second goal went in, everybody was up there. We'd set, set a precedent <laughs> up there. Everyone was doing So, yeah, I, I think this, if, if you've got the option of watching one, it's usually an England game, something like that. It would be, you'd be wise to take the, the cinema I've, option, I think. I've been in the cinema with you, Marcus, and you keep on doing that popcorn trick. And I, I, I'm sure <laughs> I don't think you should be allowed in the cinema. Well, go up on the stage with me and then I won't do it. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Oh dear, gentlemen. So yes, um, at the moment, obviously, um, you know, you know, football is here, but as we say, we don't have fans and uh, and so on and so forth. But we're still in, enjoying the game. But what would you make uh, change-wise? Would you change anything to football in its current form? You know, as, as as football is sort of coming back. You know, we hear Jurgen Klopp wants five substitutes. That's what I would do. I'd bring in five substitutes <laughs> to get in Klopp's good books. You know, I think he'd love me. But what would you change about the game, Alex? If you could, I think that for me. Obviously, that don't be too negative. I think there's aspects of VAR that um, probably need looking at. Uh, I yeah. don't know what handball is anymore, and that I also yeah. with offside. I always think to myself, remember when it used to be like if you're ahead, of, if you're ahead of the last man, you're offside. It's just like yeah. if you run it, and then now it's like you know they're putting it in armpits, it's armpits, yeah. fingernails, and stuff like that. And it's ninety five percent of you is on the side yeah. that's not good enough anymore no it's not yeah. and I, I just think yeah I do think to myself because I've got quite short arms voice for in the current rules if I was a pro I never would have got caught offside <laughs> never would have been offside they wouldn't have just been wouldn't have been able to do the logistics they'd have been in Stockley Park going I don't even know which bit of him we're going to do the line up for <laughs> um, but I I don't know I think I don't, it would just be good obviously just having the fans having the fans back and mm. Maybe that slightly, if they could, maybe with the VR, the gap between not knowing. That was a problem for fans in the ground. So you didn't have a clue what was going on, do you? Now mm. we're watching it at home. You kind of, there is commentary and you kind of, you're seeing the replays, what they're looking at. But when we were in the grounds, you don't really know what's going on for about a few minutes. Yeah. So that I found that quite, quite weird. Also, I think we should like, I don't know. Look after fans as well a little bit. That's like I don't know. I'd like to see some reduced ticket prices in places, but I know we all, they all need to make money again. But yeah. it's kind of actually. I tell you what, modern football needs. So I've just decided. Um, I think there should be a thing where it's like self-pouring pumps in the uh, in the concourse. Even in COVID <laughs> times, you know you'd still get somebody who just puts their head underneath the pump as well. <laughs> But yeah, I would like. I basically what I'm trying to get at is I want better service. Yeah, yeah. So you get you if you mistime it, you're mm. done on the mm. queues. So mm. yeah, very true. I I thought that one thing that that VAR has penalised is goalkeepers coming off their lines for penalties. <laughs> if you remember when Scotland won that uh, penalty mm. shootout yeah. against Serbia, you know. Marshall's on his line and he saves it and the players are charging towards him he's going is that okay is that, and then they and they celebrate and I thought well one simple way around this is um, something that people have called for for ages is use the ice hockey style penalties 
If you use the ice yeah. hockey style penalties, you do, it takes away the whole sort of the, the, the VAR thing. Did it move off his line? All that kind of business, you know, which I quite like. You could mm. even use them during games, although that would be quite chaotic. I don't know. Peter, any changes you fancy? Certainly when I go to a football match, I'm always a lot colder than I think I am going to be. So I always underdress. I'm always bloody freezing. I would uh-huh. very much like a little hot water bottle <laughs> handed <laughs> out to every person uh, just, to, just to put on the lap, pop on the lap and uh, have a lovely old time. Yeah, I, I, I think I just want to be a bit warmer. A complete antithesis to how the next World Cup's going to turn out. We're going to have to be a lot colder. But yeah, I'd like to be warmed up, please, if that's all right. Just back on the old drinking thing. Don't Here we come. go. But drinks <laughs> in the stand, right? There's a, I know they don't do it, but it's like I remember Europa League final a couple of years ago when we went out to Baku and we got humped by Chelsea. Mm. One of the most astonishing mm. things about that was is you were allowed to take your drinks back to your seat. And that right. was a pretty toxic atmosphere as an Arsenal fan, but no one was no one was throwing drinks. People were just it just actually made it far more straightforward. No one was mm. drinking any more than what they normally would. And I kind of, yeah. you know, they do it at rugby. I'm always, you know, kind of absolutely astonished when you go to Twickenham or something. And you're like, so what? I'm allowed to take this down with me? Mm. Well, cricket. I mean, the, yeah, the, cricket, the cricket again is a I great. Mean, atmosphere. Cricket goes on for hours. Cricket goes on for hours as well. So yeah. you're only going to get more and more inebriated. But I think, you know, look, I, I would just like everyone to be allowed a Jameson. <laughs> Glass of Jameson and every seat. Well, no, you but... don't get enough spirit served at football grounds, do you? Like, no, true. Uh, most places stuff, anyway. it's beer, cider or mm. choice of wine, whereas that's yeah. at the Emirates anyway. That was but it say, would yeah. be nice to have optics, you know. Yeah. Throw a bit of Jameson's in there. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't turn my nose, turn my nose up it. Well, I think as well, that it, the it, grounds like the Emirates as well, you think about the prices you have to pay. But I'm not throwing that. I'm getting my money's worth. <laughs> yeah. I'm finishing every drop of that. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly it. <laughs> So obviously when we get back to normality, there's hope on the horizon. I'm really excited Mm. to get back in the stadiums and stuff. I would very much like to see the man I once saw at Fulham with his son both chowing down on what can only be described as a festive advent calendar. They were both Mm. sat there in Fulham's grounds eating an advent calendar. Now, that's the sort of men and women that I want to see. Because <laughs> I don't see them in, in in my everyday life. I want to be at the football. I want to see somebody doing something a little bit mad. Marcus on the Ramble uh, podcast, we, we obviously spoke about that man who went to the football and his dad had been secretly learning the recorder. Yeah, And he right. looks back and he just sees his dad and he's just playing the recorder while while he's waiting for the match to start. It's stuff like that. There, might, there must be stuff, Alex, that uh, there must be people that you see at the ground. I, I, I always like it when again. you see someone who will just pop up and they'll just bring a book with them. As if they yes. need, you know, it's yeah. like you bring a book on, like on a train, you bring a book or something because you've got mm. nothing else to do. You've yeah, paid yeah. to go to do something, and you're still bringing <laughs> the free thing that you've got to the thing that you've paid for. And I always yes. really like that when you just see someone who's got a book. I always like it when you see something like they'll always be. I first saw a kid before who's doing homework and something like that. Oh, I kind of no. I admire that. That's not what you want. <laughs> just saying to That's you. awful. <laughs> I hope it was a night match during the week, not a weekend one. That's oh, awful. no, it's always the night matches. You always get people. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I, I want to see those people. Um, there's part of me, I kind of want to see, I want to see the geezer. There's always someone who will be like a few rows down and kind of stand up and um, kind of look back and go, come on, everyone, as if to try and be some ringleader. <laughs> yeah. Forgetting he's, a, yeah. he's in Islington. And he's, yeah. he's at Arsenal and it's um, very, you know, in some blocks, very, very middle class. And it's just like they look at him as if he's just got 
<laughs> and yet he's like he the still most horrified it. thing ever. He's like, "Come on, sing up, all of you!" And it's yeah. just kind of everyone looks and is just like, "What?" Yeah. There's, What's there's that man been it? doing for like six months? He's been in in, in, <laughs> yeah. the, in the supermarket. Come on, everyone! Was, no, what he was that that guy. You know, all those guys. Every 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 block has him across around. Every block's guy, the G up guy. You know, yeah. he was in the street when we were doing the clapping for the NHS, having to go out the neighbours. Yeah. Going, Come on. Yeah, yeah. come on, they're yeah. saving lives here. <laughs> He's a community-minded chap. He thinks that's yeah. going to help, and it probably will. Yeah, I, I don't like that. There's a guy. Um, there's a guy at Fulham who now again. If you think the Emirates is you know sort of well-to-do and whatnot, you know the Craven Cottage is very much uh, in that sort of bracket. Alex, there's a there's a guy there who, and he's the only one really who will shout stuff out, and he obviously thinks he's funny despite all the evidence to suggest the opposite and <laughs> and he still he goes he goes for it every week and uh, but it's irritating it's and, and he but he wants people to hear and you sort of I, again like i admire the sort of sheer gall of it but i thought <laughs> you've never got one laugh not what not even a little sort of no actually that wasn't i so couldn't that think one. of anything more horrifying than trying out material at the <laughs> football ground. I look my, my mate. Do you know what I've got? A, one of my mates I go with. He's really funny, and mm. he's got a really good hit rate with shouting stuff up. But uh-huh. I, even as someone who like proclaims to do jokes as part of their living, it would. Oh my gosh! I would never throw anything out. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I couldn't yeah. handle it at all. For worry that they'd steal it, Alex? For the rejection. You know it'll be rejected. You've got to know it's a belter. You've got to know it's got to be... And it's not just a belter. It can't be too complicated or thoughtful because people don't have time to get their heads around it. It's like Mm -hmm. the worst open mic night you've ever sort of... (laughs) Can't be too niche. No, exactly. (laughs) A friend of mine said that that there there was a guy maybe... Two rows down from him, uh, t- not two seats down from him. So very sat very close, and he and he shouted something. I can't remember what it was, but it was one of those good ones. But as he sort of was getting to the sort of the punchline, a shot went in, and everyone went ooh like that. And so only a few <laughs> people around him heard it, and they laughed and appreciated it. But unfortunately, because of that noise, the kind of, I don't know, maybe 100 people around him didn't appreciate it or whatever. But of course, enough people heard it, he couldn't use it again. So it was slightly <laughs> yeah, spoiled, yeah. sadly, you know. Oh, <laughs> it's like, no. Yeah, it's, oh, it's a bit of a waste, that one. There's always the fear as well that the crowd will turn on you and single you out oh. to be the object <laughs> of a chant as well. Yeah, no, that's the last thing you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There we are. Well, Love Alex, your job. Alex, it's been an absolute pleasure oh, uh, having you on, on the show. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Um, so we want you to join in and let us know what you are looking forward to most about football's return. Tweet us using the hashtag join in and tag at Football Ramble and Jameson underscore UK or Jameson UK on Instagram. Whether you like your Jameson with ginger ale on the rocks or in a cocktail, pour out a glass and toast the return of those nights worth waiting for. 18 plus, please drink responsibly. For more information, get yourself to drinkaware.co.uk. Here we are. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's <laughs>